Uh, what am I going to tell you about the podcast where we... I don't fucking know. How do you come up with 60 of these things? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have stuff to talk about after we get... Once we get post-intro, but... Okay, cool. So, what you're trying to say, Jeremy, is you don't have anything to help me right now. <laughs> Not currently right now, but... So, you're useless to me is what I'm hearing. Thank you. Talk about M&M's. I, that Jeremy, Jeremy, do I come into you <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jeremy, you know you should stay in your kitchen corner today? <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay in your lane. <laughs> I'll figure something out. <laughs> podcast where we all remember to say our names at the beginning of the podcast my name is jack i'm jeremy and i'm ryan didn't that feel good yes that was felt good. Cathartic, it's really good really. to introduce ourselves after all this time I, yeah it's been building up for about four episodes we were to let it <laughs> we all were out. holding off we were holding off on purpose so that this one would be <laughs> we just assumed episode. everyone saw episode 50 and we're like yeah they know who we are <laughs> they know who we are now <laughs> We're, we're, you know, famous enough now that we don't need to introduce ourselves. We're big podcast stars. You know, I think big podcast has really done a lot for the industry, but overall it's still pretty bad. Big yeah. podcast, down big with big podcast. podcast. Down with big podcast. That's the stand. That's the stand we're taking. That's the official that's, PMAT stance. That's why we're not sponsored. Because <laughs> <laughs> we stand against big podcasts. Because we are standing up for ourselves against big podcasts. Um, do you want to know the other reason we're not sponsored? I'd love to. Well, it's because I have struck it rich, boys. Oh? So a... Glad you're sharing I will, wealth. So I won't name names, but a, a family member on Facebook contacted me. Oh. And said they had a sweet sum of a hundred thousand United States dollars Ooh, waiting for those me. Those are some good dollars. And all I had to do was message this other Facebook profile and tell them that my family member sent them. Oh. And I know it's so legit easy. because that profile is an agent. It says agent and then the name. Oh, okay. So oh. like it's basically a verification. Exactly. That is basically and a blue check mark. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And so, like, long story short, I should be getting, you know, the stimulus that the government has giving out to people, yep. like the $1,400 or whatever it is. I'm just going to be basically getting that for, like, the rest of my life at this oh, point. Nice. Right. And all you had to do that... was send them a little bit of that first one you got. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah. I mean, how else are they going to get me the money? Well, you, have to, you, have, yeah, you, have to, you have to connect the accounts. There's no right. other way to and do you, it. Yeah. to send money. And you can't start, yeah, you can't make an account without money. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it totally makes sense. Yeah, Jeremy, I'm really excited for you, man. Yeah, congrats. Thanks, yeah. Don't forget about um, us when you're big and rich, you know? Yeah, I, th they also unsent a message, and I'm really, really curious about what that message was. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it probably get wasn't out. anything important. They probably get just, out like, while you still can. Mistake. Yeah, so this it, it was like the prep message for like, it was the message before they sent me the profile, so I, I'm curious if they sent me the wrong <laughs> the wrong profile or something. Mm, maybe. Which, uh, not that there would be more than one profile. Not that right, there would. They, 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 maybe like they typed in the link wrong or something. Well, if it's yeah. an agent, they could have multiple agents. Like, you know, 
Oh yeah, I, they handle this person, Agent Agent Ray. Oh or yeah, whoever each, handles each, me. Each agent has has a bunch of people below them, sort of like a like a triangle. Um, right, sort of okay. like a triangle, yes. And then and then basically basically that family member is your agent. So you're so, telling me I could be an agent? You could, right, right. Yeah, actually, Jeremy, I don't know if you read. I actually got the same <laughs> message that you got. I. <laughs> Read the whole thing. You must not have read the whole thing because once you send over your your stimulus check, you are becoming an agent, and that's actually where the money you're getting is coming from. Now you need you just need to recruit more agents, and they'll send you the sixteen hundred oh, exactly. as you go. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So and you, and yeah, you, like the, the cool thing is you actually make a cut of every time they get a stimulus check from one of their agents too. Whoa. Okay, I'm liking this, guys. I also yeah, got I think message, I'm gonna by the way. And I, I, ju- I just me. got it and read through it. I just got it and I also just wired through my stimulus check. Wait, guys, I have an idea. What if we all keep recruiting each other? Then we'll mm. all just make commission and we'll just be paying each other. But we'll be making money off of the the transfers between each other. Right, because we'll just be making the money that we pay each other already. It's like when the treasurer of our band that we were all in uh, started a... Or opened a bank account at PNC and they had a deal going on that you made five cents for every check that you wrote. And so he and his roommate would just write checks back and forth to each other and they would just get five <laughs> cents for every right. <laughs> for every check did that, that they made. That actually happened. <laughs> yeah, yes, it did. <laughs> Damn. That's that, that's a that's a scheme. That's that's a grade A scheme right there. <laughs> USDA certified choice cut scheme. Prime scheme. <laughs> Prime scheme. I did just get a message from my bank and all of my money is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily you have me to lean on. Oh, all of my money's gone too. <laughs> Don't worry, I, I can cover you. Oh. <laughs> it's you too, Ryan. Yeah. But hey, um that's why we do this podcast. No exactly. man is poor. Who has friends. And I think that makes us pretty rich, huh, guys? Well, hold on. It does. <laughs> I, I don't think know if this I go that far. This whole experience has really brought us closer as friends, and I think that's what the agent was trying to do all along. <laughs> the real the the real <laughs> stimulus was the friends we made along the way. Um do you want to know another realization I made um while working today? Sure. So I live in a part of Texas called DFW, which is a metro metropolitan area, or a, as they call it, the Metroplex. Wasn't that which Arthur's contains? Uh, <laughs> I don't recall ever seeing Arthur. No, her nice name was, joke. Her name was also. Nice. Well, maybe her middle name started with an <laughs> That's F. Pretty good. But also, I've never seen Arthur in Dallas Fort Worth area in the you've same. Never place, seen. So. Yeah, you've never seen Arthur in Dallas in the same place. I don't want to skip past Metroplex because that's rad as hell. Right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's very fun to say. Um, but it, it contains uh, the cities of Fort Worth, Arlington, and Dallas. Uh, Fort Worth, uh, Arlington in the middle, and then Dallas on now, the why east isn't, side. It, why, I have a quick question. Why isn't Arlington? Why isn't Arlington? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did they do to not get included? Well, um, you couldn't, ahead, Jack. Where are you, you know more put Texas it history than I do. DFW rolls off the tongue, but like D A F W D F W A A D no uh, no okay, yeah. F D F W. Okay, 
Wait, but wait, but that doesn't go Dallas with, worth. <laughs> You're gonna put well, Dallas right but in the middle. Well, the problem worth. is Arlington is in the middle, and so I feel like having A on either side of the word does it <laughs> so then doesn't D-A-F-W. represent. Got it, guys, 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 guys. We're going at this all wrong. Here's what you do: DFW, right? And then yeah. in the middle of like between the two horizontal lines on the F, you put a little tiny A. <laughs> Who's that in there? In the center? Oh, it's just you know, it's just Arlington. So, okay, so here's wait, what wait, I think. So, so real quick, what you, in in Japanese? There's this way to change how how you pronounce a word by putting a little like a, another specific sound in like the bottom corner of a letter. Um, basically, you just you, yeah, you put you put the little a in the bottom corner. It just changes how you say it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's spelled the same, but it's pronounced exactly. Differently. So I, I and I think I think the way you would say it. So I think I think what you guys for the the visual form the writing form of it it, it nailed it, and so I think when you say DFW, and to get Arlington in there, I think you have to have a second party or have or really be able to throw your voice, and so I think it's DFW, but between the D and the F, someone goes A. <laughs> See now I would, so, to me the thing that makes the most sense is just to say DAFW. No, no, no. You just, you, it's D-A-F-W, right? But you just got to, like, smear the beginning of it. So it's like D-F-W. So it's, you D-F-W. know, it's like <laughs> kind of D-F-W, kind of D-A-F-W. Like you're taking like a long D-F-W. drag on your cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> you have to sound um, a little disgusted when you say it. Otherwise, yeah, it's like you're not about to vomit. D-F-W. <laughs> Uh, this is not at all where I thought this was going, and not really what I wanted to to show. But I really like where this is going. But um, something that might be a little bit more shocking is that this area that I'm talking about contains 11 counties, and is larger than four states, and is more populous than 36 states. Huh. Yeah, pretty wild, huh? If it wasn't for it being in Texas, that would surprise me more. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought like that in Texas makes it every like, time- less surprising. Right. Every time I hear a stat about Texas, like the size, it's always like, "Oh, did you know Texas is the size of like eighteen aircraft carriers?" <laughs> if if aircraft carriers were three times the size of normal aircraft carriers, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, just it sounds surprising until you put it in context, and then it's like, eh, yeah, that in hindsight that makes sense. Did you know that you could fit a hundred United States of Americas inside of one Texas? <laughs> Uh, an interesting thing that I was looking at when I was looking at these stats is that people in like the Google asks are very, you know, a very loved segment. Google asks, um, they, they asked is DFW bigger than Houston? Um, which is, I think like the fourth largest city in the country or maybe the third or something. Anyway, it's pretty big. And, uh, in the question, the, in the answer, I guess it said, DFW blows Houston out of the water, right? Oh, okay. But <laughs> DFW is three cities combined. Like, of course, it's not going to be bigger than Houston, right? Like, wait, I don't on. know. I feel, I feel like saying you mean it is going to be bigger between, than wait. Well, it's Ch- three cities. Three cities Jeremy, better bigger than one city. You're, but hear me out. In that same way, you could say, well, three states combined aren't going to be bigger than one state. But that's fair. You know, it is. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. Texas is bigger than one state combined. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair. That's combined. a fair rebut. It is bigger than one state combined. I'll give you that. Fuck Jack. you, Brian. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they, that's what I got. Very, very big, exciting things happening in my life. Yeah, really exciting. Yeah. Things. W- what? Real quick, what led you to just look up facts about DFW? Um. Well, my coworker w- mentioned. I forget how we got on the topic. This is not going to be very entertaining, but somehow we got on the topic of like Texas and the Metroplex being really big, and then. You know, I decided to look up how big it was and compared yeah, to a do, state, yeah. and and here we are. No, I get that. So, right. yeah, Fast I mean, pretty pretty straightforward. Hey, sometimes yeah. you gotta wonder how big it is. You know what I mean? I do actually. I think it's natural. Yeah, everyone's got, an, <laughs> got everyone's got an inkling like, oh, how big could that be? You guys, I feel like uh, I've said this on the podcast, but I measure myself. I measure distances in myself. We've talked about this. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> or I just imagine myself in. I actually imagine going just straight out. Jeremy's. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like measuring it with myself, but I know it's a little off. Most of the world uses <laughs> metric. The United States pretty much uses imperial, and we use Jeremy's. Jeremy's. Yep. Officer, I'm sorry. I was only going. 35 Jeremy's <laughs> per hour. That's a lot. That's very little, that's actually. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's very... How fast are you <laughs> going, sir? Probably like 100, 200. Oh my goodness. What, Jeremy's <laughs> per hour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I've been thinking. Would a human-sized toad be stronger than a human? Hmm. Now, I know we usually don't do extra details, but the clarification on this, I find quite amusing. It says... No weapons allowed. Other, otherwise, the toad would be undefeatable. No what allowed? No weapons allowed. Oh, I see. <laughs> Wait, otherwise the toad would be undefeatable? Well, <laughs> yes, I feel like the logical Has this there. person ever heard of cruise <laughs> missiles? <laughs> also, yeah, like, I feel like the most famous animal for using tools would be humans, right? Yeah. Like, no other animal. It's like, oh, God, if it gets tools. <laughs> that's what other animals say about humans. They're, they're like, that they're, thing? They're, Crabs do uh, tend to grab knives. That's true. So okay, but I th- I feel like we need to we need to talk about the human sized toad. Now we say human sized, but we we I'm assuming we're talking about height, right? Well, Rob, Is that what we mean, about, or are we talking about a human think that about looks this. like a toad that looks like a human? Imagine Jeremy. Imagine you are in the world editor, right? You click human and you get that rectangular box around us. You don't do anything. You click toad and you grab the corner and you drag it up and to the right until we are roughly the same size. Okay. That's what I'm imagining. Now, when you when you grab and pull that corner, um is it locked into scale or Yes. Okay. So if you if you pull if it's so a So the girth a, also. A, oh god. <laughs> what? The width? Is width that a better word? Be the better word. <laughs> I would probably say on its like legs extended as okay. tall as a human. So it's and jumping. Width- it's in a T-pose. <laughs> and then <laughs> you, you in a T-pose. <laughs> yep. And then you crop it. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, also, okay. they usually use A pose now. It's a lot more natural. Oh, is it? Doing uh, assets like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so we've discussed the human-sized toad. Moving on to the next two words. Toad-sized human. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, we can come back. to We can circle around to that. <laughs> um, but it says be stronger. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of... There's a mental strongness. There's a physical strongness. Emotional there's emotional strength. strongness. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like since they're bringing weapons into this, um, I'm not really sure which one they mean. Cause if it's physical, no, I'm not sure. You, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. They are explicitly not bringing weapons. That's into fair. This. Okay. Did you yeah. not read the question? That's, that's, you know, that is fair. Um, so, okay. The, the toad scales does the strength of the toad scale. Let's say physical strength first. In order to heft its mass i imagine it would have to well so there's this there's that whole scientific thing where like <laughs> things can't be larger than x Too big, because yeah. what, what is that the right the cube root law or something like that the mass the cube the cube mass or something yeah it's like everything yeah, something has like to, that like a, a thing has to be like it can't be too big yeah so, <laughs> basically so ba basically we have to determine whether or not the size of that toad at human size can is support too big the to toad. support its weight. <laughs> um, I've seen frog bone legs, and I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. But um, I do want to circle back to the comment I made, um, where I mentioned that about the scaling of the strength, and then Jack said, "I would say correctly that it would have to because otherwise, if it was just a frog strength in a human-sized frog." Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would not be going anywhere. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be um, able to move. Yeah, not, so I think would, I think we on, not only would it not be able to move, it wouldn't even be able to stay up on its front feet. Yeah, so that's that's wouldn't be able to hold. Wouldn't be able to hold. So I think I think it scales and and Ryan to your point. I think I think it has to obey that law. So okay. it might it might need to lose a little mass, you know, or get some, some body weight. Yeah, we're getting some bigger bones. Yeah. <laughs> we're going, we're going I boots. thought you said little lass. <laughs> Moose a little I lass. Then, little lass. The lass. <laughs> all right, lassie. <laughs> you know, all frogs have their lass next to them. And this one's just, it's a, it's it, a natural it, trait. You normally, you would, normally yeah. you would scale it up if you're going to scale up the frog. But since we need to lose some mass, we'll make a little <laughs> you lass. You transfer it all to the little lass. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> I love it. You know what the you know what the famous saying is. You know, every frog has his lass. <laughs> Didn't someone write a song about that? Every frog has his lass. That's the one. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna try. Cause I, I say I wonder if I was wondering if we could get a second second line. Just out like of every toadstool has a little tiny toad nah it wasn't good <laughs> got it ryan will get it in post <clears throat> yep i'll clean that up <laughs> you just auto tune that up <laughs> do, a little some, do some auto tunes and vocal chopping so we're, okay we're, we're gonna need we, a harmony real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so real quick before we talk about the 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 origin of this question do we think a human sized toad would be stronger than a human in a physical sense I think it would be. Yes. I think if you put a human and a toad next to each other and you had them do some feat of strength, I think a toad would win. I agree. Especially if it involved their feet strength. Agreed. That's very true. 
Um, so let's get let's get a little bit further into this question. Uh, this person, I'm thinking, is seeing this new Godzilla King Kong mashup, and you know Godzilla, very very reptilian, yeah, human. I'd say 100 percent, kind of King Kong like. I, I don't know the origins of Godzilla, so is it just a giant lizard? No, he lives beneath the ocean, and he emerges because he's upset that humans are destroying the world. Haven't you ever seen Godzilla? Or Godzilla? Clearly, I haven't. Why do you think he gets mad and smashes Japan? Maybe he's just maybe he thinks he's ugly in his own mind, and he's coming up to surface so we can tell him he's not ugly. Yeah, (laughs) he's just he's just a temperamental teen. Um, So I think I think they saw this and was like, "What if Godzilla was a frog? And what if King Kong was a human?" And they were the same size. Also, Godzilla would win that fight, right? I don't know much about this lore, but like, I mean, Godzilla is a reptile that can beams. shoot lasers. Yeah, I so mean, like, King yes. Kong is just a big monkey. Yeah, yeah. But King exactly. Kong is I, monkey. I did once see King Kong rip a T Rex's jaw in half, but I mean, oh, I mean, T Rex can't shoot and- lasers. That's true. If the T Rex we don't know that. We eyes. historians don't know that. <laughs> I guess that's T Rex don't know. Can't shoot that lasers. They didn't shoot lasers. <laughs> we have no no means of knowing. <laughs> but no, I, I I agree with most of that. I think I think not just that he's that person saw the trailer, but they also own a pet frog. No, not no 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 not a pet frog. They they live in the they live in they live in the like the bayou of Louisiana, and there's frogs all over the place. And the, he finds them so annoying that he wants to know if and he, he like he can't just like beat up a frog as is because that's just unfair. You don't want to pick on the small guy, yeah, yeah exactly. So he's <laughs> like, if I could find a way to make these boys big, could I fight them, mono frogo? No weapons allowed. No weapons allowed, obviously. And 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 the frog would the frog would understand. Because it would otherwise be undefeatable. Right, exactly. If there were like weapons, clearly. So. <laughs> you know, as soon as weapons get involved, <laughs> it's just no contest. To the frog. Everybody yeah. knows that. No, I, but I, I, think that, I think that's the origin story of that question. I think the origin story is that this guy's got beef <laughs> with a frog, right? And he's like talking to his friends. He's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of this frog, dude. I'm so mad. And they're like, dude, that's a frog. It's so small. Like... That's embarrassing if you beat up something that small, so that much smaller than you. And he's like, like, well, what are, like, what are you even doing? If it was my size, like, then I could beat his ass, and then, you know, it'd be fine. And they're like, yeah, I guess, like, if you could beat him that size. He's like, I probably could, right? And he <laughs> has since figured out how to do it. But after he wrote down the last equation, he looked up and was like, oh, man, hold on, though. This might be a bad idea. Am the I going to be able to take this guy? If the old scientists were too concerned whether they could, they never stopped to think if they should. <laughs> that, old, that old dilemma. He's like, oh, God, what if this thing's too strong and I won't be able to fight him? And he's like, well, I know that there's no weapons involved. <laughs> yep. I've controlled the environment to that point. I'm going to grow him in a lab where there are no other objects. And weapons. Well, I guess if there's other objects. Well, we don't know that. You know, we don't know what a frog is capable of utilizing as a weapon. So we need That's to take true. in extra account. We need to no one thought, really hunker down. No one thought down. crabs could carry knives, and here we are. Here we are. I feel like nobody ever looked at a crab and was like, that thing would never be able to carry a knife. Like, if you asked I, any I, I don't, person I don't ever, think anyone actively went, ah, that thing can't carry a knife. But I don't think anyone went, 
Can that thing carry a knife? I think if I saw a crab next to a knife and I had never heard anything else, I'd be like, I'm a little worried that crab's going to grab that <laughs> knife. He seems like he's got the yeah, facilities you, you have, to do you have, it. You have context for that question. You, you, the first time anyone saw a crab, no one, they didn't go, oh, that thing might be... Ha- might. I think the first time someone saw a crab, knives weren't invented. Exactly. Um, so your point is mute, Ryan. Well, is, is mute? <laughs> mute. It is mute. It's on mute. Your point is mute, and by that Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm muting Ryan for the rest of the podcast. I'm putting you on mute. You've been relegated to being muted. Um, cool. Well, I think that that clearly uh, outlines our our thesis on this question. So um, I know you might have more questions to ask, but <laughs> this does kind of go perfectly into my. Who do you think would win? Tell me about no. who you think would win. I think Let's perfect. go for it. All right. So, fellas. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. What's cooler <laughs> than being cool? I'll tell you what's cooler than being cool. Oh. Imagining a competition between two, two polar opposites, two forces set against each other, an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. <laughs> I had to take a second there. Who do you think would win between Steve Irwin of crocodile hunting fame or King K. Rule? Oh. The King Crocodile oh. from hit video game series Donkey Kong. Mm. Okay. And do you wanna know um, do you wanna know what they're doing? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um so you know, with age and everything, you get older. You maybe you need to take some 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 supplements to get you going. Um, <laughs> they're in a competition to take their morning medication. Okay. <laughs> well, this is interesting because where they're doing it is the very own Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Okay. Oh, in the me- here it is. We're wrapping this whole episode <laughs> up with a little bow. We got. <laughs> frog adjacent things we got the metroplex ryan's still on mute (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're first of all we're in a world where steve Irwin is alive yes Yes. and also king carol well sure i mean this could just be the time the time, that Steve Irwin was alive, then this could take place in like 2008. Okay. Gotcha. When King K. Rool was in his prime. Yeah, King K. Rool was in his prime. Steve Irwin was in his prime. Back when Dallas-Fort Worth was only Dallas and Fort Worth, they didn't <laughs> marry yet. Arling- Arlington didn't even <laughs> exist. Arlington, their baby Arlington didn't even exist. You know, the new, new state of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so my first, my first instinct is Steve Irwin because he's just doing another human thing. Humans have been taking medication every day for millennia as far, as far back as the stone age. They've been taking meds. Um, King K rules, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, uh, he, um, he's a crocodile. Okay. Crocodiles. I don't think regularly take medication of their own volition. Now, okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure like zoos and stuff, they take they take like ibuprofen when they have a headache or something. But 
I don't out in the wild. I don't know that they do that. Imagine you're at the zoo and the zookeeper goes, "Ah, uh, this croc's got a headache. I'm gonna toss him a couple of ibuprofen and help him out." Like what? <laughs> Steve, where everyone's like, "Crocky, this one's got a headache." I mean, what else would they take for a headache, right? Let me uncork my bottle of ibuprofen. <laughs> not a bad. Give it to him. Make sure impression. he drinks plenty of water. Thank you. A, I watched. It was pretty good. Thank you so much. Yeah, big big Croc Hunter fan. Um, um, so I don't want to get too deep in the details. I mean, I don't. You know, we don't have to drag this out. But I think while crocodiles don't often have to take medication daily, crocodiles are also not often kings. And you know what kings have to do? Shit all the time. That's a <laughs> You're telling me. A king every day has to wake up, and I'm sure there's a long checklist of things that he needs to take care of, even if they are superficial <laughs> things. Kings are rooted in ceremony, and I'm sure at some point in there he can think of a couple of moments to open up that little seven-day pill thingy with your AMPM pills. You click it open <laughs> and take whatever you have in there. And I mean, I, I guess, I guess that's fish a good point, because at worst, since he is a king, he has servants... So at worst, he gets his servant to remind him or give him his pills, and he uh, he goes along his way. Unless he doesn't, unless in this battle he doesn't have servants. I I would like to, I would like to uh, make a motion to add in a scenario. Motion denied. Um, they are they are in the same place trying to take their individual medications, but they are in the same apartment housing. Yeah, they're complex, both living in whatever. apartments. So, I would I want to say the same apartment because I think the 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 universe could be um, made much more interesting if so because we now have a crocodile hunter and a crocodile in the same place. So I think instincts take over, and Steve Irwin needs to hunt the crocodile. So I think it becomes more of a hide and seek tactical advantage. We all know Steve Irwin once he sees a crocodile cannot not hunt the crocodile. Yep. And I say hunt the crocodile. I mean observe, watch the crocodile. Right, right. Maybe, maybe capture it for educational purposes, but, but not, never to kill. I think it becomes a back and forth of King Carol going to get the medication while also avoiding Steve Irwin, who was also trying to observe and I, I say capture King Carol. I would say for the effectiveness of not getting the medication. Mm -hmm. um, while also getting his own medication. So I think I think if I bring that into the picture, it might complicate some of these right. viewpoints we've been bringing. Kind of, kind of doing okay. two things at once. So yeah. reconsider, actually. This might be an advantage for King K. Rule. <clears throat> Steve Irwin's stretching. He's waking up in the morning <clears throat> in his nice apartment in Dallas-Fort Worth at the Metroplex. <laughs> yep. um, <clears throat> he walks outside. He's like, oh, man, I really should take my medicine, but uh, I want to drink a cup of coffee first. Maybe he has to eat a little bit before he takes his medicine. So he's like, oh, I got to remember to take my medicine, but let me get this English muffin in me. Mm -hmm. And he's eating his English muffin on the porch. <laughs> and that's when King K. Rule sneaks up. He's got his medicine in his pocket. And he goes, oh, 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 Steve. And Steve goes, oh, <laughs> who's that meds. then? <laughs> pocket meds. <laughs> and he goes, catch me. And King K. Rule starts running. Steve Irwin's gotta hunt that gotta croc. Hunt. <laughs> that croc's, and it, you that know, croc's ready for hunting. 
he might even understand what he's trying to do, but it he has a reputation as the crocodile hunter. Yeah. He's not a crocodile hunter. He's he is the, the crocodile the, hunter. Yep. So King K. Rule's running down the street, being chased by Steve Irwin, not in a malicious way. He's not hunting him to kill, but he is pursuing with some ze- <laughs> some zeal. So He's doing the get-out run towards him on the street, and King K. Rool can just open up his... Bi- Actually, hold on now, this is another thing. If King K. Rool is running away from Steve Irwin, are his short little arms going to be able to reach his long mouth to put his meds in? Ooh, great point. Oh my gosh. I guess you could maybe throw it out in front, but then it's all <laughs> a, a game of chance. It's all about how much he practiced that maneuver beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I, think, I think he would be well-versed in that maneuver by that point. That's like, true. I, I mean, if like, he's getting to this level of yeah, competition, if, he's not he's, just going to be walking in. Yeah, if he's already prepared to, to, to bring Steve along for the chase, I feel like he's got that planned out already. I think he's got to have something more than just the the med- he's like because if you drop those medicines, I don't think a crocodile that's going to be that's going to be lights out, right? I mean, if you drop the medicine, if you're a human, you might have a chance to quickly grab back. But with those arms and that snout and those eyes, where they're positioned. Don't forget about the legs. The legs. Well, yeah, I was thinking you bend down to get it. Well, actually, actually, this this brings up a great point. Um, King K. Rool has this, like, little, like, cannon thing that he shoots. Not only does it shoot things out, but it sucks things in. So if he drops his meds, he sucks those meds in. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, because he throws it an arc. Up and forward, and he times his run so that he can scoop him with his mouth, open his mouth up and scoop him. Exactly. But the moment, the instant it starts to go past the level of his jaw, he's sucking in the cyclosack into a special pouch in his hand (laughs) so he can try again. So I think at this point, guys, I think that neutralizes everything except for speed and stamina. So who's got the advantage? Do you think Steve Irwin... The crocodile hunter could chase down King K. Rule before he was able to successfully complete the maneuver, or if it took so long, he could just outrun in terms of endurance-wise. So I think here it's important to look at the stats, and uh, obviously uh, King K. Rule is a popular character in, in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, um, arguably a main of mine, um, and he is a, a bigger fella I do say so myself and what that entails is you can take a lot more damage but you're not as speedy as everyone else so I think I think and I think I think Steve kind of fits in that like brawler fighter character the like the Miis that you can play as and I think they're pretty good at being like all around um good fighters good uh evaders good speeds so I think I think in that sense, if we're talking about strictly like evasion and or chasing, I think Steve might have the upper hand there. That's true. <clears throat> but Jeremy, you'd know the most out of this. How is the Metroplex laid out? Could an Ooh. alligator hypothetically run in a straight line for long enough to make the difference? I I would definitely say yes. There are okay. many straight lines. So like I said before, at this level of play, King K. Rool's not just walking in here. He knows what he's doing, so he's probably got a route set up where he can go straight to kind of mitigate the need for agility. So it is just kind of down to raw speed at that point. 
Right. And and the size of king of the king. I shouldn't say the king because we've discussed the king proper on another episode. King K. Um, is he's got some barreling power. Uh, people don't move out of his way. Just, Sorry, just going right you're gonna him. get gonna get right over. Yeah. Okay. Right so over by the crocodile. A saltwater crocodile can go about 18 miles per hour. American crocodiles, about 20 miles per hour. A Nile crocodile, 19 to 22 miles per hour. Um, and I'm just going to look up average human speed. Human <laughs> running speed. Average human speed. Okay, 28 miles per hour. Okay. What? That's a maximum. Wait I'm a sorry. second. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, How fast is the average human running speed? Three miles an hour is how many is... How many Jeremy's is, is there? Three miles. <laughs> how many Jeremy's per hour? <laughs> so ten, ten, ten mile minute. A ten minute mile is six miles an hour. Double that. Five minute mile. Twelve miles. Okay. Right. So, so I imagine Steve Irwin is a slightly above average run speed. Yep. I would agree. Based on his physical lifestyle. Still then, if we're saying around 15 miles per hour, I think that's a pretty even race. That's, I mean, it sounds like it by the numbers you were giving. Yeah, I think so. Guys, I don't want to jump the gun or anything here, but I kind of feel like King K. Rule is a standout star on this one. I don't even <laughs> think I need to I didn't expect it, but continue I, th- on. I, think that's, I think that I think I'm in agreement. Sorry, I don't. I don't I, I'm not going to descend. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to descend either. I think. Uh, do we just want to go down the line? Yeah, I, I'll I think, go first. Yeah, I think so. I think King King K's got it. I think you know he's got the little suck suck machine, and I think he's got the speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure does. <laughs> I, I I think I agree, uh, for better or for worse, <laughs> to what Jeremy said. Um, <laughs> I think all around he's got the better stats. I think. He's more conniving. Um, he's willing to do what it takes to get the job done. Picture this, folks. <clears throat> it's a, a misty morning in Dallas-Fort Worth in the Metroplex. I don't know what the weather's like out there. I don't know if mists ever happen. I'd say it's, 80, it's, a, it's, a, it's a windy 85. A windy 85 in the morning. Um, Steve Irwin takes a nice long stretch as he rises from his brief slumber he got to bed late last night but that's okay he doesn't usually get a lot of sleep um and he decides he's like gotta take my meds but first of course i need to eat a little breakfast i'm gonna make an egg white omelet so he whips that up and he's like i'm gonna enjoy this on my back patio um and he walks out to his back patio which then opens up past his fence into a long stretch a long street um he's eating his omelet Still thinking about how he needs to take his meds. He's, you know, at this point, he's been very good. He's been taking them for years. So he kind of understands what the routine is. But as he eats, he sees a little little gleam in the distance. And what's <laughs> that in the bushes? The sun shining off the crown of one King K. Rule. As soon as Steve Irwin sees this King K. Rule, who has shaken his head around to make a specific flash so that he could see it, he takes off in a sprint. And he's going. His hands are in blades. He's cutting right through the air. <laughs> King K. Rules takes off as well. He knows he's rehearsed this a hundred times with his trainer. <laughs> he's running down the street. 
Okay, and he he picks up, he zips open his fanny pack that he keeps on his side, and what's that? It's a capsule, a capsule that contains four smaller capsules, which is his daily medication. King K. Rule running down the street takes one look to his right and sees that Steve is pretty far away. He, just like he's practiced a hundred times, throws the pill straight forward up in the air, and opens his big alligator mouth as he runs to try to catch it in his mouth. However, the sun does get in his eyes a little bit. And because of that, it falls past him. Steve, seeing this, goes into a burst of blood of bloodthirsty rage and starts <laughs> booking even faster. In a panic, almost reflexively, King K. Rule activates the inward motion on his cannon. And the pill is sucked up back into a special tube that spat it back on the fanny pack. At this point, Steve is mere mere Jeremy's away from King K. Rule. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows that there's only one thing he can do. He's not going to be able to distract him long enough. Soon, he's going to get him. He's going to take the medication away from him. Not permanently, of course, but he, then he's going to go home and take his meds and then bring the meds back to King K. Rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's got to make... He's got to make... Got to make sure... It, this one's the one. He takes a deep breath, throws it up in the air, and catches the pill right between his middle teeth. And then he flips his head back, swallows the pill. Big f- horns go off. <clears throat> and Steve, coming down from his his uh, fugue state, kind of takes a deep breath. And King Carol turns around and he says, he, he looks at Steve and Steve says, Good rice, Steve. Mate, <laughs> and then they shake hands. <laughs> and they all live. And that's just good healthy after. competition. Because I think if anyone could understand a healthy competition, it'd be Steve Irwin. Yep. He's not. He's not a winner all the time. You know. Sometimes you don't win, and that's okay. He was bested by King K. Rule. Aren't we all? Thank you for painting that yeah. beautiful tapestry, Jack. And of course, uh, we will leave you with that tapestry as we leave this podcast. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please tell friends, please leave reviews, please share it on uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever platform you, you find most enjoyable. Uh, if you want to contact us, we have an email, tell me about that podcast at gmail.com. We also are on Facebook and Twitter at TMAT pod. Um, guys, you have anything else? Any final remarks? I love each and every one of you. I am tired. And I've been Jeremy. Now I don't have to think of anything. <laughs>